How would you rank your Star Wars knowledge, one through 10? Well, I watched the films when I was younger, but I really only remember the ones that have come out in the past couple of years, like seven through nine. And, and I know there's a ton of lore, so I'd probably give myself like maybe a two or three. I would give myself a two. And that's just being aware of how much material there is out there, how much lore there is in Star Wars verse. Uh, how many cartoon shows I haven't seen. Did you ever read the how book? How many books? Yeah. Book? You think there's no, one No, I meant book? multiple books. Yeah. I, there's probably hundreds of books at this point. I don't know the lore beyond just kind of the surface level characters, you know? Yeah, like, did you even know the Star Wars, the Clone Wars animated series, like, came out with another season in 2020 after, like, a six-year hiatus? To, like, yes, I did, but I don't know anything really about yeah. this show. I know very little about the Stormtroopers. I know that they have their... But I did pay attention to something that was said in this first episode of Obi-Wan. We'll get to that in a second. The first of the prequels actually came out pretty close to my birthday when I was like seven years old. My parents took me to it. I have a lot of nostalgia for that first movie just because I was a young kid and I really didn't have any expectations for Star Wars, but I do remember it pretty well. So that was the first Star Wars film you had seen? You hadn't seen like four, five, or six? No, I hadn't seen any of the 70s or 80s versions of them. Later on, I did. I caught up on it. But when I saw in the previously part of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, them showing clips from that movie, it immediately sent me back into a pleasant place to where <laughs> I was more inclined and open to giving this series uh, a much higher review than I might otherwise be. <laughs> it's not like they were showing Jar Jar Banks the whole time. Yeah, no, it's a four minute intro. Also, the, like the critical response, I realized that movie was not universally praised or liked, kind of like the original series. Yeah. So, so I get why there might be some fans who who aren't into it. But you and McGregor is, does a great job as Obi Wan. Yeah. So I'm going to head into the series. If people disagree with that, they might not want to listen to this podcast because I really like his acting as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, I feel like I have to ask this because it's just happening so much now. We are getting so many people returning for things that they haven't been in like decades. Characters, for example, we've had like The Matrix. They came out with that Matrix films just last year. No Way Home, Top Gun. I feel like you can really take your pick as- You're a also getting movies that are being made into TV series now. Right. Like the whole spinoff of Suicide Squad turning into Peacemaker. That never would have happened back in the oh, day. Oh yeah, no, exactly. Having like clips of movies being played in TV shows shows that are still about them like he peacemaker was haunted by the events of suicide mm -hmm. squad obi-wan is haunted by the events of the star wars it trilogy. just it feels like to me like kind of the industry of hollywood always was trying to copy marvel ever since iron man came out but now it seems like they're turning towards this let's bring back people who haven't played these characters in like decades or years and it seems like i don't know do you ever think that that's going to get kind of stale or yeah, do you think? Maybe. But what it's also doing is it's copying when it's releasing them. Because like I said, the first prequel movie came out in 1999 in May. This is coming out almost exactly, yep. do the math, 23 years later. Late May. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And the first movie, that made me think, well, how far are they stretching this back? So I went back to when the first movie was released. And that was in the 70s. Also in May. Like all within <laughs> a week of each other. So I think it was on purpose. Oh, yeah, Some no, releases... I also, all of them have the summer environment, you know? It's that really oh, yeah. desert place. It's it, What's the world's name? It's got the two suns, whatever. So, Obi-Wan series. We start this episode with that previously. We get to see Jimmy Smith. I didn't even remember he was in the yeah, prequel series. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, he, he plays Bail Organa, Leia's father. Well, substitute father. Yeah. Um, and then we also have Owen, who is played by Nash Egerton. That was him? Yes. I didn't even realize. Who's raising Luke. <laughs> 
One thing that I think the Star Wars universe has been too afraid to do for a really long time is go anywhere near the original timeline. It's always been considered sacrilegious to them. I think it's part part of the reason why the Han Solo movie did so bad. Yeah. It, but I think this is the right move because we've had the Mandalorian introduce us into the world. We've had, what was that other Disney series? The Book of Boba Fett. The Book of Boba Fett, which didn't do as well. But now we have, I think, so. I think this is the perfect time for Disney to have released this series. We get Obi-Wan. He's on that desert planet. He's kind of pulling a Jack Bauer from season four of 24. After, after, where, yeah. where he gets kicked off of, from the job. He's trying to live off of the grid. And he's just taking these like remedial kind of uh, positions and just to make bare scratch and stay undercover and it's 10 years after the events of revenge of the sith yeah and he looks it because it's been <laughs> technically like 17 years after that the thing that's interesting though is that luke and leia are 10 years old now and so for obi-wan to age as much as he's supposed to by the beginning of the fourth episode in the in the 70s that guy was like 77 years old when he yeah. acted uh, Ewan McGregor is only 51. Yeah, whenever you so get into the, like, the, the math. The ages are so kind of like a little yeah. off. Leia did make a joke in this episode that he could be her grandfather. In and the I, second episode. I yeah. found that kind of weird. Like, I didn't think that he could. I think that was, She's yeah. 10 years old. He would have been 40 as a grandpa. That I mean, it's possible, but nah. But the actual series starts off with, with the, the incursion. That Yeah, the incursion. With Anakin basically murdering everybody, except we don't see Anakin. We see Execute Order 66. And since this is something I've learned uh, over the, like, the last year, I've read some Reddit posts <laughs> that talked about how Order 66 is the thing that turned all the stormtroopers, all the clone warriors or whatever, right. turned them against the Jedis. They had this chip in their brain that, like, all turned them against them. And some it's of like them tried control, to fight it. Right? Yes, yeah, some of them tried to fight it, but a lot of them were like completely into it. And we saw them all murdering the little kids. <laughs> and we saw a bunch of the kids running away. A group of them surviving, right? Right. Now, those kids, one of which I think may be a character that we see later on, we don't get to follow them at all. We see 10 years later, right. then we start going right to Ewan McGregor's storyline. We see these Inquisitors which are like, I guess they're not bounty hunters, but they're specially trained. Maybe some of them are ex-Jedi who are just All going around. Yeah. yeah, they're pretty intimidating. What did you think of the Inquisitors? Actually, to be honest, I thought the Inquisitors are just kind of standard villains. I mean, you do have number three, who by far is the most evilest, as we've seen. She's not afraid to go into any town and if no one knows anything about Jedi, like kill people. Did you recognize any of them? No, I didn't. Well, one of the Grand Inquisitor, I don't think you would. He had so much yeah, of the yeah, CGI of makeup, going yeah. on. No, I think that was mostly CGI. CGI. Yeah. He's from Homeland. He played Peter, but um, and, and he gets murdered at the end of the second <laughs> episode, paving the way for Riva to uh, probably take his position. The other one, though, you probably should have recognized. I recognized him. He's the guy from Fast and Furious, um, the Asian guy from that. Who, oh, like, okay, yeah, but he was he was in like CGI too. He had like green all over his face. He yeah. those Sun, Sun King, the right? Grandmaster. Yeah, the Grandmaster and him. They were definitely the people who were like, "Hey, let's try and give these people rewards because they may not know." Number Isn't three is batshit though? crazy, though. The Inquisitors, who are supposed to be these evil villains, who are trying to go catch Jedi's no matter what the means. They're part of the dark side. They work for Darth Vader and all that, yeah. and yet they're still tr having like this moral sort of sense. I did, be like, let's reward these people. I did like how they, because it was different. I felt like it was different from a lot of like, especially Star Wars villains, where it's like you don't really even know the names of them yeah the only one who seemed like hell-bent on just killing everybody was uh reva and that made me think the only reason she'd be like that is if she at one point was like completely committed towards the jedi mm -hmm. i think she was one of the kids 
Oh, okay, because I thought that you were going to say I think one 10 of years the- later, she was, like, a 10-year-old back then. Now she's 20. Now she's, like, trying to kill uh, Kenobi because he had, like, at one point tried to s- save them, but then she feels like he's responsible for the falling. I thought the one character that you were going to mention that uh, we might have seen in the intro later on... Jermail Nanjiani. Was not. Was <laughs> no. it, it was a different Jedi. It was the first uh, desert town that they go to. The guy who stops the saloon owner from being murdered. No, I think that force. was just a rando guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he, he dies really quickly, and despite them, the Inquisitors saving his life at first, being like, no, we don't have to kill him, we want to interrogate him, by the end of that first episode, he's strung up like a Handmaid's Tale character, kind of as a warning to all those people on the planet to not mess with them. And how many times do we have to have a character going to a Jedi? It happened in episode 8 with Luke, but it happens here as well, where they're like, here's a lightsaber, use episode it. Episode 8 with Luke? Episode 8, where uh, Rey gives Luke oh, you're the back lightsaber. To the yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and but like, they give them the lightsaber and then all the time the jedis are just like no i don't want anything to do with the lightsaber anymore and there's then- a certain symbolism there with like obi-wan passing the torch and saying no i don't think this is the time we lost i just felt like it it had been like done a lot of times before yeah that's fair so he was working on a meat farm though right (laughs) which is really interesting because it's literally i wasn't sure if it was fish meat or if it was but he cuts off himself a little slice and then he gets like a couple credits and uh then he goes and makes trades with these jawas those little sand guys yeah and uh he's basically buying salvage material from them some of which is his own that they've stolen i think the main one i think the one he speaks to is named tiki and i do like that character a lot (laughs) yeah yeah. he's on a first name basis with that one so he used to be friends with anakin obviously kind of raised him in a way and anakin was way into the robotics he was uh created c-3po and all that Mm -hmm. in fact i think we saw c-3po right when we were in um leia's universe or you, i think that that was planet? i couldn't tell just one that looked sort of like yeah him. i think it was a like female version of it but yeah really okay well so he's giving this stuff to luke but not one-to-one because he doesn't want to introduce himself to luke that would mess up the whole understanding of the fourth <laughs> movie so he's staying hidden but then owen gets mad because he doesn't want uh luke being exposed to any of the jedi stuff right yeah he told him to straight up stay away like he does not want anything to do with luke and and he, he not only does he tell him to stay away though he does it very publicly like in front of a lot of people where i would think that he would want to pull the guy aside maybe have this conversation i just don't, i think he does there were care. a lot of no i think he does care he doesn't want obi-wan being found out or that he would be a helper of obi-wan he like the whole idea of the jedi's just speaking normally in front of everybody that that happens a couple times even in the second episode when we're in that big town mm-hmm. and, and it just like he he shoots someone before he's willing to use the force in front of anybody even though both are going to draw attention both are going to make it clear because his name is already out there yeah. like uh, what is it something's put on his head like when the bounty hunters all go for you there's there's a reward on his head right well, yeah to catch yeah. obi-wan by the end of the second episode yeah we see the order and so it turns through. into a john wick thing where you see all these bounty hunters like the crocodile head guy there's like yeah, a well, ton of people who are just chasing after let's him. take a step back the reason that happens is because leia i was going to get there yeah. but what i'm saying is that like they're making public conversations when they should be trying to stay more hidden especially since many times in the episode they're like let's turn around this corner and stay hidden but then immediately they walk back i feel like that is like a classic star wars trope though you know almost like the stormtroopers and how bad their aim is Mm -hmm. like i feel like that happens all the time in like all nine star wars movies where they're speaking about such big things so publicly that in the end if it were to actually happen the plan would probably go nowhere well what did you think about the woman who had her hand cut off because she wouldn't give up obi-wan but she didn't know where he was, but she was just like, <laughs> I was, you I, have no rights over here. And then first, she immediately gets her hand off. 
at first I was like, oh my God, but then I didn't hear her screaming afterwards. I would be in so much pain. I would be like, I think bullying. it lacerates. Like once it's, once it's cut off, it also like burns. So it, you're not at risk of bleeding out. <laughs> so at least that's a helpful thing for a lightsaber to do. I would at that point, if I was Owen, just give up where it was. Like when you start losing lens, I don't feel like it's worth it. You I said you didn't do it for him, right? Yeah, but, but who does he do it for then? Probably for himself. Cause he realizes if he admits that he knew where a Jedi was, things would not be good for him later on. And then who would raise Luke? Anyway, so the Inquisitors stick around at first and then Reva tries that thing. And then she gets like kind of uh, lambasted by the rest of her superiors. She leaves and then we get Leia's storyline. And so here's the good and the bad of this episode to me is that I feel like the special effects were movie quality, like yeah. movie worthy. I thought they were great. But did you expect any different than that? Like yeah. I, I well, knew. No, I mean, like this was this was caliber stuff like Star Trek. We did a bunch of Star Trek series recently. Yeah. Not the same. The opening, I told you, was also one of my favorite parts. Mini Luke, seeing him just, like, running around in the background. Mm -hmm. uh, the reoccurring dreams, like I said, with Peacemaker. Right. Um, and then uh, we get little Leia. At first, I'm very happy to see little Leia. But then she turns in, uh, into probably my least favorite <laughs> thing about the show. Ewan McGregor also, his acting, just great for the authenticity. I feel I, like I it, agree. it definitely makes me feel like I'm watching Star Wars and there's no way to avoid that. I really like the set design as well. Just like whenever you're there in a cave or even in that town for episode two, like you were saying, movie quality. Episode two takes place on Dayu, which is a completely different, it's like a metropolis. Right. It's, it's a built up area. But with Leia's homeland, her thing felt like a completely different storyline because she was in charge of her kind of track and her mannerisms. Like she looks seven years old, even though I know she's supposed to be 10. That kind of was weird at first, but then she starts acting way older than that, which they kind of touch on. But Leia as a character, when she's in the fourth through seventh series, like she's mature, but she's not like otherworldly, like, <laughs> oh my God, this person is a God. Like her storyline is just so cliche, it's unnecessary. And it really becomes obvious when the kidnappers come up to like pick her up so that Back. they can catch Obi-Wan. Yeah. She's able to outrun trained mercenaries I uh, yeah I, for I found a good that hard to couple <laughs> minutes before they're able and then she outruns obi-wan the next episode as someone who looks seven years old she has little feet <laughs> yeah I how was... how is it so hard to just grab her and then she <laughs> i i have the same exact thought she's so sassy yeah she's no. <laughs> too sassy not just her like physical abilities and what she's able to get and then she's like jumping over buildings and i'm just like what what did they do why are they yeah she had supersonic speed that's what it felt i thought like. she was going to be using the force at some point i thought they were going to break that wall that we had from her using the force in the last movie mm. when she um uses it to like escape space and everybody's like oh my god she knew how to mary use the force. Poppins away, and then yeah. like yeah mary poppins her way through back to the spaceship but in this she's able to hold on to a wire elevated like 50 feet off the ground and to hold on there for like a good few seconds you know who her character reminded me of it reminded me of the wonder woman the early uh the early whenever they did like in the first two films the black flash to when diana was like really young because they were always no, i like that i liked her younger version but i'm saying that's who it reminded me of because she was doing all those same like kind of stunts but she was older and also like it made sense for her character to need to learn how to become a superhero for leia it was like she just becomes a senator's daughter who gets kidnapped later on in the series and then goes running around a spaceship. She doesn't need to be 
uh, this sassy. <laughs> it goes, it comes down to that. So that's my least favorite part. The rest of the show, I thought Kumail was a great addition. He was funny as a character. Strange to see him there. I mean, he's just showing up he in everything now. He does change the tone of it. Even the MCU, and now he's showing Ma- up MCU, in MCU, he was in Mass Effect, which was probably the closest related to the second episode, which is great. Um, I also like that when Obi-Wan was fighting uh the the guy with the pokey head he actually hurt his hand that way he like hit his hand on it and then he was bleeding oh from it. yeah yeah <laughs> so, and then uh reva the way that she kills the inquisitor at the end was a surprise to me i was like i didn't know she was going to go that far um, yeah i mean when she actually meets obi-wan i think he's going to be able to convince her to turn back to the light side like she's going to be a good character you're joking right you there's really... no way that they keep her evil the entire series she's, she's just plotted out to be too complicated for that she's not darth maul yeah, but she still seemed like she was so evil throughout the first two episodes. Like, her one thing is just the fact of vengeance. I don't want to make, bring casting into this, but she doesn't have the look of someone who is meant to be a villain. When you get villains in Star Wars, they look like villains. Have you seen uh, Emperor whatever his face is? Wrinkly old guy. <laughs> you can tell he's evil. Emperor Palpatine? Yes, everybody who looks like a good guy is usually a good guy. I guess I, mean, I guess that makes sense because this is a limited series. Like, I don't think they're going to be making a season two after this. Yeah. So in the end, I guess that, yeah, I, I could see that. Even Ben Solo was a good guy in the end, right? Adam Driver? No, I, I mean, not really, though. Like, I guess it depends on your definition of good. Does he, like, end up helping out Ray by the end? Yeah, but he's not actually, like, a good character. Do you remember when we went to see that uh, movie in theaters and the lady behind us when he took off his yeah. mask for the first time, she was like, wow. Yeah, that was like, the seventh was, film. She was having a moment yeah. <laughs> with Adam <laughs> My point remains, if they don't look like a monster, they're usually not a monster in Star Wars. In that way, um, Star Wars is monsterist. I did like the Inquisitors. I didn't like that the stakes felt impossibly low. Leia's been kidnapped. We know Leia doesn't eventually uh, die here. We know that Obi-Wan doesn't eventually die. It feels like we're watching sort of the same thing as we watched in The Mandalorian, where he's just protecting a younger version of a loved character. In that version, it's a baby Yoda. In this version, it's a baby Leia. But Leia has a lot more sass than Yoda does. (laughs) I was kind of confused by that as well, because by the end of the second episode, when the Order is out and they're chasing Obi-Wan and uh, younger Leia, like young Leia is at the point where she's on the tightrope about to fall and i was like there's no way she's going to die unless they're trying to pull some multiverse in like other they did a spider-man moment where uh andrew garfield if he just had the force for a second he could have <laughs> saved his girlfriend she, but, she but, almost hit the ground but like you were saying the stakes seem so low because i was like yeah she's not going to die there's there's literally we've seen the other films at this point you the know? girl who plays leia in this though was in bird box and i think she did a good job in bird box i don't want to say that her acting was the problem i think it was the script they gave her just like they tried to make her seem too adult and they kept talking about how adult she was for her age and it just did not come across well you know how in game of thrones they kind of had a similar character where she was like one of the leaders and everybody yeah you're talking her. yeah yeah, yeah. One of she the was like 12 years one of the old or something yeah she was really sparky as well but like her she was able to pull it off <laughs> i'm going against my point here maybe it is the acting <laughs> okay but yeah. my point is i would give the first episode an eight because it reintroduced us to not only the world but also obi-wan and i think any fan of the original series would love to see it the second episode had its moments but i would probably give it a seven because of the weaker storyline and um i'm not as intrigued as to where it's going now the second episode felt like i put down my notes a pg version of taken 
semi-mixed <laughs> with the Matrix. Also, uh, I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying. It was fun seeing the world again. It was fun seeing Ian McGregor. The he score. does a great job. The score is great the as well. Score. But I, I just felt like even in the first episode, there were so many retreads. Like Lola, the flying robot. Yeah, sure, I like Lola, but it's BB-8. It's BB-8 once again. No, there's like very little uh, variation. I don't see it as BB-8, but I have definitely seen that kind of like self-bought like help helper before that's definitely been around in a bunch of series more star trekky though to me than this one like i was saying the lightsaber scene where they're always like just not wanting to take the lightsaber and then you know they will by the end and the bad guys i liked it when he when he uh was digging and he pulled out the lightsaber though because it kind of just it sent me back yeah i know what you're saying but it it did those moments are there kind of just to capture the ambiance that's that's true i i I would give both episodes a seven is what it comes down to do you think chewy is going to return (laughs) like we'll see a younger younger chewy no i really don't think we definitely saw a younger younger chewy in han solo's movie yeah, which which by the way bombed at the box office. Yeah, I was that. I was just surprised to learn that it was one of the most expensive films ever made and then got like a 69%. But the main reason for that people think is because of Star Wars fatigue. And I'm wondering if that's going to be the same thing with Disney Plus because this has pretty good reviews, 8.1 on IMDb. Like good. I said, limited series, 89%. That's all because of you and McGregor. <laughs> six and the timeline that they chose to follow. It's going to be six episodes. People but have I, been starving. Sorry, but you're talking about uh Star Wars, what was it? Fatigue. Yeah. That only exists, I think, if it's not close enough into the time period that we've like all want to see. But do you? Really- I read an article that said that it's time to reboot or redo the original trilogy. Oh God, no! I know. Yeah, no, 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 no. obviously, the initial impression is always like, "Yeah, absolutely not. We're not going to do that." But I, I get sort of where it's coming from. I think that's what everybody has always wanted the other movies to end up being yeah. is like a better version of that but not like jj abrams where they're redoing it at a different time but literally that you know i don't know well no but like the seventh <laughs> film was not liked as much because people felt like it was a retread of the i'm saying film. they don't want it redone with different characters they want it redone with the original characters they want to relive that moment that they felt but like in a newer sense but is that even possible to capture i think is the question probably not but that's not fatigue is it no the show did break Disney Plus records for the most watched Disney Plus series globally, tripling Star Wars titled popularity on the site after just hours after premiering. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, there is definitely still, still an interest for it. Are you going to watch the other four episodes? Honestly, no, probably not. <laughs> what? But you, you Yeah, see- I've got a lot on my plate right now. And but the you- first episode, if it was like that, I would have watched the rest of the series. Uh, the second episode kind of veers me into thinking that this is going to be like sort of Obi-Wan and Dora the Explorer. But, so you didn't, out you didn't like their interaction at all? Because I did no, find some of it. it it's just that I found it mediocre. Like if it's on, if if I end up catching it eventually, I won't be surprised. But like it's not one of those ones. I, I haven't even caught up on uh, what was that Marvel series that that Oscar Isaac was in that we did. Moon Knight? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to watch that one first before I watch this. Because at least that one, I don't know where it's headed. This one, it's like I know where these characters that's, are going okay, to eventually yeah, yeah, be. Yeah, where it's going to be predictable, I, I I can't see that. All right. I mean, that's about all the information I have. I didn't get too much information because I didn't want to get, uh, like, much spoiled for me. Yeah, and I think Jimmy Smith isn't going to be, like, I think Kumail Nanjiani is going to be in it more than Jimmy Smith is. Really? I thought that, like, I feel like Kumail Nanjiani is going to be in, like, maybe one I more thought it episode. was a one-off, too. And then I looked on the on IMDb so I could write down the oh, names of the okay, characters. So. He's in five episodes. So he's he's there for a while. Okay, He's in yeah. the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this one. I know it wasn't our typical episode. We'll be back to those next time. Bye.